Welcome everybody to another episode of the Glenbrook Village Podcast. Uh, as usual, <laughs> I'm here today with <laughs> Herbie, Andrew, Alex, and uh, myself, Corey. You know how it goes. How's everybody <laughs> feeling <myself>. today? <laughs> some, what people say, <laughs> some people say that cucumbers taste better pickled. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yo, actually though, pickles what? over cucumbers fight me. How? Some people Jesus. say the cucumber tastes better. <laughs> nah, how's everybody's so week? So an interesting start week? to episode twenty-four. All <laughs> decently liquored in, except oh. for me. Late night sessions. You know how it is. Yeah. How was uh, How's everybody's week though? Anybody no, this week was long and busy as all hell. Alex was saying it was long as fuck. It was busy, man. So tiring. That's crazy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what the bad thing? You know what the bad thing you're doing, Andrew? Is like at the end of the day, he's just gonna take this all out on Marina. So like, just remember that dog. Or his grandma. She's only got one good hip left, man. Dog, Fuck. why the grandma? Leave her alone. <laughs> if you don't know what this story pertains to, listen to our next episode fucking last episode God, <laughs> damn I, I listen to the next we is are, two drinks enough or one anywho we gotta start this episode oh, off by saying week? it was good I just uh, I wanted to start this episode off by uh, walking everybody to Herbie's yeah. last episode cause you know he had that COVID vaccine he's probably gonna die uh he had the Johnson and Johnson right <laughs> nah the blood clots coming Nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> I got no, as he pee. looks as he looks at his <laughs> no, vaccination the spot. Check. <laughs> is it like, swelling? Oh, oh, is my oh. skin changing color? He's like, was your, yo, I'm cool, bro. As he's like, was your arms? Was your arm sore? Or I didn't get that like, little weird like mark though. At least was your arm sore? I heard stories of people being like, yo, my arm was oh, sore yeah. for like a straight month. Oh yeah, I got the no man. I got the Professor P, the Pfizer, and uh, it was like good day of, but the next day. It was sore as fuck. Like I could lift it ninety degrees, and that was like pretty much it. Like it was sore. And you had Did to you get, get amputated the shot, at like, the knees, traditional way, or are you going with like the new fads? Like oh, uh, we've seen recently, therapy. there's like been like <laughs> coffee enemas. Like in China, they're testing rectally. Did you get the Pfizer dose rectally, or was it in the arm? <laughs> no, because I wasn't shortlisted like you, so it wasn't implemented <laughs> through the anus, like the anal cavity, to touch my glands. It was just on the shoulder. That's pretty much what the Alberta government is doing to everyone right now, is using us like a fucking hand puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you got a prostate exam without yeah. telling me you got a prostate exam. Berta. Oh, I got my shot. <laughs> well, you're crazy. Did you, did you hear what uh, Ontario just announced today? They're, oh, basically just carding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're give, uh, the premier just gave yeah. police and peace officers power to stop people in transit. Yo, is, so is that a peace they, officer even really a cop? Well, no, it, the, a peace officer... Yeah, they're supposed to disturb the peace. <laughs> a, a peace officer is like a municipal, like they... They enforce by the bylaws, like within cities, they enforce the laws within cities. But okay. uh, Doug Ford gave peace officers, police officers, uh, power to stop people in transit and ask where they're going. Which, yeah, like you said, it's basically like carding. Okay, so let's say, 
Here's a good question because you might know more about this. Let's say the in a game of chess, the police are the pawns. What are peace officers? No, the peace office peace officers are the pawns. No, man, police officers are the pawns. No, I I would at least give police officers the benefit of being like the knights. Like you can't move. That's a lot you of only, power. You, no, it isn't. Po- oh, they only knight- move in L's. I get it because yeah, that's all yeah. they do. At the- <laughs> yeah, they're more they're more powerful than pawns, but they can only move in this amount of. If anything, I think the peace officers are the pawns because they're the ones. Fair enough. The, they're the small Shit. time, with the most movement. What would you call like a a meter maid? Nice little like <laughs> ticket bitch. I don't know, the bucket that holds the pieces after they get out. <laughs> Just the board that they step on? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Ontario's like one step away from being like a plump Caucasian Duterte. Oh, it's getting bad there, man. Well, like 4,000 4, cases, cases a day? A day. Yeah, Jesus. But like, think about it, because Brianna, like, Brianna made a good point that based on population... Ontario is actually like they're still doing bad. Don't get me wrong, but like technically, BC and Alberta are doing worse based on population. So that that doesn't like per capita per capita, Ontario is like still under us by a little bit. And I wonder what's gonna happen like in Alberta. And uh, I don't know really know what's going on BC. Maybe you could like fill us in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just went Roll. back to stage one which means that there's certain limitations on businesses again, which a lot of them are having uproars about because they just posted a bunch today, like a bunch of gyms posted full capacity malls with Mm -hmm. the quotations, 15% occupancy inside the stores. And a bunch of places are like throwing together patios to kind of offset the losses they're getting from not being able to serve indoors. So national on 10th is allowed to have their rooftop patio open. starting today so the gym was like how is it not cool for like 10 people to come and work out or 20 people whatever it may be and then there's a bunch of people up on a rooftop slamming beers yeah especially because you know they're not and and safely spaced that's the problem is that it's like it's not that nobody agrees to be shut down it's just when you have inconsistencies that'd be like you and me and alex all get a beer and Corey gets natty light like it's not fair. <laughs> if anything, like it has to be all the way across or nothing at all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't pick and choose or else you're going to create a divide and a descent and it just turns really ugly really fast, but we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I don't know what's happening I in BC. I like in BC we had, so we had like a circuit breaker, so like I'm I'm doing air quotes for everyone listening like circuit breaker instead of saying like a lockdown or restrictions or any new stuff going in, they decided to do three weeks where they shut down Whistler, and then they decided to shut down dining indoors for restaurants so it's patios only, and like all gyms closed again except for I think like one on one training or like boutique style gyms. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I have something to add once you're done explaining what yeah this is. Um, no, so they did like a circuit breaker. Like that's what they're trying to call it. And I don't, I don't know, maybe so people don't have an uproar. And at the same time, just before that, like two weeks before, they had announced that we were allowed to gather in um, groups of 10 outside. And I think they knew that because BC has pretty temperate climate. So we were going to get some really nice weather coming in. Like even just this week, we're hitting 
mid twenties already, high twenties, and it's only April. So yeah. I think they knew that they wouldn't be able to hold people inside slash <clears throat> outside to go do things. And uh, yeah, the newest thing is they're extending the closure of restaurants, indoor dining. Um, they haven't said by how much yet, but even like that announcement wasn't supposed to come up till Monday, but like this coming Monday, the 19th, but just this past Monday on the 12th, they basically said that it was going to be extended. I think it's going to be like another three or four weeks that they do it. I, I don't know. Like you said, malls are still open. Little stores are getting fucked for it. Little restaurants are getting fucked. Like, yeah, they announced a type of like Serb type, uh, money coming in for them where they can apply and, they can get some money back depending on how much business they lose, but yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand what they're trying to, I understand what they're trying to accomplish, but I feel like it's one of those things where it was super short sighted. Like they basically just told all restaurants less than 24 hours left. They were like less than 24 hours. They're like, you got to shut it down. You're not open. Take out yeah. only patio and mad places have had to open patios. So. Okay. So everything so this is the first time bc has done this right to this done level? what like this circuit this breaker thing to this extent um no we had we had been told by the government before that they were going to shut down restaurants they had done that like way earlier last year when they had done like a shutdown but this is the first time they've ever done like whatever is called a circuit breaker which is trying to just shut down a specific set of <coughs> businesses but i mean at that like since that last time this is the first time this has happened oh yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. so what you just explained is exactly what alberta did in december like to the t okay like, one-on-one -on -one training and now we're at patios only uh mm -hmm. literally the exact same sort of thing i think it's funny because yeah, this province is full of, of full of a bunch of idiots that are making cases skyrocket. But at mm -hmm. the same time, like, if Alberta had like lagged on the circuit breaker type thing, like BC had, there would yeah. be so much more uproar. Okay. Towards, yeah, yeah, yeah. towards the government. <laughs> yeah. Because like even even with what Alberta has done, like this is it it was put into a stage system we got we started in stage one we got to stage two we were looking at stage three and now we were put back to stage one mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. been a consistent thing for almost six months now if albert if the alberta government decided to just do nothing it would have been such a situation i just i think it's funny because like interprovincial travel is still allowed like like I yep. said, I know there are people in this province that are being dumb and making cases rise, but that could happen in every in any province. Like it seems like every government across the country is just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna be good enough. So yeah. Honestly, if I was premier or prime minister or whatever and I had the power, I would just say open <laughs> open the fucking floodgates. If you die, you die. <laughs> If you're smart, you'll do smart things. Like in Ontario, they've shut it right down. But I saw an article that said somebody hosted a huge party on a construction site and had strippers and everything. <laughs> are you sure it so wasn't people you? Are, people are still going to do it. And if you make it taboo, it just makes it that much more appealing. Because well, they're like, yeah. fuck the government, man. We're rebelling. Put your fucking butthole on my nose right now. You fuck you, Trudeau. <laughs> 
You can make Dog, are you trying to project as to like what you need? <laughs> Is COVID holding his, you back from your true intentions? You can make as many rules as you want, but it doesn't mean people are actually going to follow them. No, exactly. But I think I think at the end of the day, there's enough people, like, there's enough people who will follow the law and will not want to break it. Like, I I compare it. I think a good comparison is when marijuana was legalized. How many people jumped at the opportunity to smoke for the first time or intake that because it was finally seen as a positive under the law? It was finally seen as legal. You know what I mean? Like, I had a lot of friends or family who immediately were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, wait, it's fine now that the government's making tax on it, but beforehand it wasn't? No, it's because, like, like it's fine. If I get caught with weed now, like, I won't, I won't be sent back to wherever, like, <laughs> I won't go. I won't get sent back to wherever. Well, come on, Alex. Finish that sentence, dog. Who be uh, who be smoking the who be smoking the Jays? <laughs> but now, like, I think, uh, like what you guys are saying. Like, I feel like if you look at, you know, you look at the people who have come out and they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna fight back against the restrictions, like what AHS is saying, and it's probably only like one percent of people. Like, I feel like the other 99% of the businesses are just going to comply. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, you see, like, you see, like, these people who, like, who get, like, all up in arms about it. But it's such, like, a tiny, tiny percentage that, you know, it's going to be, like, a super simple fix for the government to rectify. Like, how they went into Gold's Gym. And I honestly, like, didn't. I did not like that Gold's Gym video. Like, how they posted it, trying to make it seem like the AHS dude was being, like, overly aggressive because he was talking to them so calm and the chick was, like, You know what I think the worst face. video is? Can you, you give, like, I a little... Can you give, like, a little background to everyone listening, though? Like, which video specifically? Like, what happened? Just because they might not know. Well, it was... It was a sh- I don't know. They didn't show, like, a full, like, clip. I wish I would have seen, like, the whole thing from start to finish because maybe that interaction went differently than what it was shown. But... What was shown was like, you know, the guy was like, yeah, I taught, we're, what we're going to do is we're just going to close you down for today. We're going to, we already talked to you about what changes you have to make, you know, make those changes. I'll go back to my bosses and I'll say they're complying. And then you guys are going to be, op- be able to open up like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As long as you, like, you know, cause we talked about it and you're not going to be closed for a long period of time. And then the, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden yeah, I just hear like this one chick in the background, like start teeing off but and then the video cut out but it was like i feel like the guy from ahs was like trying to be super like amenable like yo this is all this is literally all we're asking you to do you know please yeah. just please do it because like we don't want to have to shut you down but we're gonna have to if if you keep if you break like the the regulations that are put in place like it'll, it'll have a long term it'll have a long term like a black blowback on your business if you don't just comply and it's what's crazy to me is is like i like i a hundred percent understand like you know especially when it comes to gyms that they make their money off their memberships and if people can't go to the gym they're probably going to be more inclined to go and cancel that membership and the gym's going to have no income coming in so obviously they're going to get screwed over when you limit the amount of people you can have in your space but i kind of compare it to like you know restaurants always have these Alberta health restrictions or just health restrictions in general that are imposed upon them. 
And if they like break a health restriction at any time, their whole business comes down. So it's like the same thing. It's like these things aren't these things aren't new concepts. It's just that businesses that aren't used to dealing with them, it's a new concept to them and they find it unfair. And I think that's where yeah, the I no, think that's, that's where the big that's where the pushback is coming from. Yeah, no, I agree. I I honestly all of this talk at the end of the day, it's always going to come back to the same point of ignorance that society has and it's it's never going to stop it's never going to end like there's always going to be people and with social media being around it continues to give people a voice the best Those we can do on this end is just social media man some try people to don't deserve the internet cuz you hate idiots on the internet right like tell us some of these stories well like i just think some people are super ignorant and some people are very malleable to what they see online like they could see they could see one story that is like completely hasn't been fact checked is not fact based and that'll yeah. become like their that'll become like their new bible like you know 100% they believe it and then they start sharing it and then the way the internet works is you know there's no there's not really a lot of checks and balances on the internet so these misinformation gets spread super quickly. And like if anybody's seen that documentary, I forget the one that was like about social media and like how it how it operates, like the you get oh, yeah. into the cycle. If you click on one article that shows you dis- disinformation, automatically what's going to pop up in your recommended next for you to read is another article with misinformation and then another one and then another one and then another one. And then if you yeah, believe the first one, you're going to believe the next 10. Yeah, it's purposeful manipulation. That's what they do. And it, like, it exactly. works. And it gets them a lot of business. But <laughs> And because, like, because so, the internet isn't controlled by the government, people can say whatever the fuck they want to say. But at the same time, the, inter- the internet should not be controlled by the government. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't at all. You can't regulate the internet. It's just a shame that you yeah. know we've gotten to this point where I also think a lot of it has comes from frustration of what people are going through right now. A lot of people oh, yeah, feel like they don't. Doubt. A lot of people feel like they don't have freedom, and yeah. I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my goodness, you can literally go outside right now. Like, yeah, I get it. You can't you can't go and Instagram your fucking plate of food right now because I know that's all you want to do is go. Go to a restaurant and be like, "Oh, look at this steak I had here and here and such and such." So, because you can't do that, like so many people live their lives on the internet, when the stuff they do to <clears throat> to clout chase or to make their lives seem like they're super like fantastic and like more extraordinary than the next person, they can't do. When it's like, "Oh, they stripped all my freedom away." It's like, "No, nah, bro, you can literally walk out your front door right now and go for a walk around your neighborhood." And nobody's gonna fucking say shit to you, with like you without are not, a guide. Yeah, like you are not like they are not stripping your freedom away from you. There's stuff you can go do right now that nobody's gonna tell you to stop doing. Like fucking go out. Like literally, the weather's nice. Go for a fucking walk. Go to the fucking park. Well, the people go do the shit. majority of the people <laughs> that complain. Like I saw kids buy drugs today. 
That's freedom. <laughs> I literally saw it. I looked through the blinds at work and I was like, should I call this in? And I was like, nah, I was that kid. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Let it happen. But like, Corey, you're saying that everyone's to Instagram their food and that like, obviously Alex agreed with you that like the government shouldn't control the internet. But I think my question for you is like during lockdown or outside of lockdown, what's more profitable for you on your OnlyFans? <laughs> my toes. And are still. you are you going out taking walks, spreading cheek, making sure that you're out in nature? It's always you know, my like, toes, bro. It's always my toes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the toes. The toes ain't free. Yeah, you know. No, my toes are free <laughs> unless I put socks on and then they lock down. <laughs> There's so we way too big of a fascination with feet in society for some reason. Fuck, I'm only. I don't joking. ask Corey. He makes a good dollar I'm, off of it. I'm only joking. But only fuck, toes. Man. I feel like any, only toes. I feel like, dot com. I'm only joking. Backslash <laughs> Corey Minton. <laughs> he doesn't use his full name. Sorry, Corey Foot Full Splay. <laughs> has a different condiment in between each web <laughs> you sick fight where do you come up with these things <laughs> anyways talking about head shoulders knees and toes let's go back to the knee I don't want to make light of this it's not a joke by any means but I'm trying to veer off of that conversation right into right. something more serious. And we're talking about George Floyd again. The, def oh boy. the defense that was given. The trial going on still. And then even now in Chicago, the 13-year-old boy that was shot dead by police. And they have camera footage on that too. So like, what? Man. I didn't even hear about that. What, what happened there? Uh, bro? Let's so just say rest, rest in peace to Adam Toledo, 13 yeah. years old taken too soon because the police was fucking trigger happy Pretty always much. a story like, this is what happened like, i was gonna i was gonna mention i was gonna mention the dante wright incident where it's oh, like even another one even even cops are coming out and saying like there is absolutely no reason at all you confuse a taser with a glock they, yeah, don't they, the, they like way the, don't they, the they're like way different they it's like, the result of lack of training yeah they weigh different they they're they're shaped different uh, They're your, different color. Your gun is, well, that's the same thing. Is we, to be on your primary hand. Your taser goes on your like dominant hand. The sad thing is that like we were talking about this six months ago on the podcast and the world, and we were talking about it with um, ten of ten when we were saying the biggest uh, social justice movement ever in like our modern day, and here we are, and it's like almost the same thing all over again. Like even that video of the military mm -hmm. officer who was off duty and like telling the dude to leave oh, the yeah. neighborhood just, and he was just like from what we saw anyways who knows like he could have said like hey you have a nice ass to the guy's wife but like was he lying <laughs> no like <laughs> yeah, maybe, that's maybe he said like run them cheeks but like the dude didn't have to run him out of the neighborhood but like Jesus Christ. for real though I at least like the response and the courage of all those people that went and like posted up and like made the guy nervous so he's like only shouting from his he wasn't so brave when they were all out there that's for sure yeah so Corey what was the 13 year old in Chicago I so man I watched the video that was I thing. watched the video and like I started it no. made me sick to my stomach like I, I gotta stop like clicking on those videos of those things cause it's like so 
it's so terrible to watch, but like the cop was like, I don't know what happened, like what even started the whole thing, but the cop was pursuing this kid down the down an alley, and he told the kid to stop, and he was like, "Show me your hands." And the kid showed him his hands, and like you see on the video, like both his palms up, open palm, nothing in him, and he just fired a shot straight into the kid's chest, like gut. Jesus. And like they, they like, like he had nothing. The kid had nothing on him, like his. And you watch, you watch the video, like before the cop shot him, like you can see him in plain view. There's nothing in this kid's hands. And even like mm -hmm. when you go, it shows like the close, like when the cop goes and he checks on him on the ground, like he goes close up, there's like the kid didn't drop anything, like there's nothing on the ground. So basically, like the cop, the cop mm -hmm. just got either got spooked or literally, like Kirby said, was just like ready to, ready to sh dump, like ready Eyes to dump on this kid. Yeah, and just like dump, and just dumped him in the, in the alley. Well, I was going to say, compared to the Dante Wright incident, that just sounds like a piece of shit that was trigger happy. Whereas the Dante Wright incident, like watching the video, you hear the lady and she's like, like she fires one shot and she steps, like she jumps back and she's like, I just shot him. And like, you could hear in her voice that like, Oh yeah. Instantly she was, you know, instantly whether you, she knew she fucked whether up. You sh whether you should, yeah. Whether you like any, we can all agree all around the world, that should not be confused, a gun and a taser, anywhere. But she genuinely sounded like she fucked up and she didn't mean to. But it come, with this, it comes down to, like, cops in the United States are under-trained for what they're doing. Well, yeah, you, you, gotta, you look like, at the difference, like, <laughs> like, Andrew, didn't Nicole, like, went to school to become a cop? That wasn't even a... You know what I mean? And then you... Yeah, well, that's it, the thing, is, like... She you was with G4S. Like, Nicole, Nicole's a unique situation because she's one of the youngest cops, if not the youngest cop in Lethbridge. Um, but she especially went to Especially for, like, first, a female though. and everything. But she was a G4S first. So even before then, she had training to work with, like, armed cash transaction jobs, right? So she had that pre-training. Plus, she took the four years of school, and then she got her master's. So she went above and beyond the requirements. Whereas so in the states, like, she's like they say, it's she's like, like takes less training educated. to become a cop in America, less training to become a cop in America than it does to be a barber. Bro, you can be yeah. an NYP police yeah, yeah. officer in six weeks. That's all. It yeah, takes. yeah. It takes nine months in Canada. And Joe Rogan was saying in-house training. Joe Rogan on his podcast was saying they should be trained in like some sort of martial art so that their first instinct when they freak out in a high-stress situation isn't to go for the gun. Because he said people who are in MMA and stuff like that, if they get into a conflict or confrontation, they're calm because they know like how to get out of a position yeah. if they're in the weaker. like If they get tackled down by a guy, they know how to get out of the submission, all these things, right? But with police, it's like you freak out because you're worried that this guy's about to shoot you. So like you panic and you're like, you shoot before they shoot. And like, in the end, it's like, let the body fall and I'll figure out the rest later, but at least it wasn't me or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Even if that like wasn't going to be the situation. I subscribed to a like an ex-cop on YouTube and of this incident he was like you know chiefs this is for you like uh do more psychological training how to deal with things under stress situations this situation wasn't even high stress like the yeah. guy 
Yeah. Got back into his car. Well, he that's, even said that's the, the thing, other though, two cops can... that were with you, they could have pulled. They could have pulled him out of the car. Teacher, teacher, cops like jujitsu or something at the least. So like, you don't just resort to your gun. Teach them a little bit of psychological high stress. My thing, like I, you know, like situational awareness. I understand like, being in that issue, in that situation where you can freak out because somebody, if somebody's outside of their car and then they run back to their car, you don't know what they're gonna grab. But, oh yeah, in that situation, but, yes, because adrenaline, but, like, no, adrenaline can overtake yeah, you. But you know, like you know, the difference between your taser and your gun. For like, I don't know, maybe a yes, simple at the very least. maybe a simple fix is to put the taser on the dominant hand. So that's the first thing they grab for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, it seems it seems like a, a lot of these instances, it's like reaction, like. They see someone flee, and then they grab the thing that's on their dominant hand, which is their gun. So maybe, like, if you put the taser there, maybe like the whole thing stops. I think but that I don't even I think that might cause. I, don't even think, I think that might cause issue with high, with actual high intensity situations, though. Yeah, that's but somebody like pulled up a stat about because uh, like there's there's videos out there of people being tased like ten times, yeah, and not stopping at all. I don't know. They, I, th- I think yeah. bottom. Line, I just think when it comes bottom down line, to it, they got to get trained more. Exactly, and it doesn't help that police officers in the United States are also underpaid. So not not are they not only are they undertrained, they're underpaid. So like, they don't even have an incentivized reason to want to go and bu- above and beyond. Whereas at least in Canada, you go through the nine months training and you make a good salary as a cop because that's what your entire life is about. Not just, well, I might die today. I might survive, whatever. But what about the nudist on that Zoom call with Parliament? Tell, tell me more about that because I don't know much about it. <laughs> good transition out of the uh, heavy topic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just so crass. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I'm pretty a, sure What's Up Canada covered that the other day. You know. Yeah, if you go check them out how on he Instagram, zoomed in, made sure that head wasn't hard, a little flaccid. What size was he? <laughs> depending on Parliament, you I know. Kind of felt though that like at What's Up Canada podcast um, or What Up Canada podcast uh, kind of focused too much on the male genitalia and not so much on the news story. It was kind of man. They really, had a firm stance. Oh they were really firm on this stance. They had to get ahead of the whole situation. <laughs> I think it's, they just no, blew no, their no, no. load. If like anything, they, it shows they fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they came in strong, but they just, just busted too quick. The... I don't know. The story busted. <laughs> it just. <laughs> It just showed that the uh, the liberal cover up was over. So, anyways, <laughs> during parliamentary question period, <laughs> during parliamentary question period the other day. Oh fuck! Uh, uh, what up, Canada? Jesus uh. Christ! A liberal MP was caught wearing his birthday suit in the virtual <laughs> House of Commons. William Amos, who has represented the Quebec riding of Pontiac since 2015, appeared on the screens of his fellow members of Parliament completely naked on Wednesday. And his screenshot was obtained by the Canadian press. Shows him standing behind a desk between the Quebec and Canadian flags, 
His private's hidden by what appears to be a mobile phone in one hand. He said, this was an unfortunate oh. error, but I think the funniest thing was the, uh, uh, the speaker of the house uh, saying that while he had not seen anything, he, you know, checked with people and they saw something. He reminded MPs to always be vigilant when they are near a camera and microphone and said that we do have a, uh, we do have a dress code in the House of Parliament. Which is clothes. Which includes a, which in, which includes a, shir- <laughs> which includes a certain tie, but that should also be accompanied by pants and socks. <laughs> and Monica Lewinsky was like, give me that dick, eh? <laughs> oh, Yo, a- anyways, like if you want to know more about Alex. that story, go check up What Up Canada podcast. Once you scroll through all the like close ups of junk and shit, you actually learn some stuff about Canada and politics <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> it is what what happening? Canada. Oh, sorry, what happening Canada podcast? Uh, I did Alex, notice I, I started Alex, getting I the pop up subscriptions. Is, uh... I started getting pop up subscriptions to <laughs> so, like BBC and shit like that. Um, so as long as you have your filter or like your um, your private browser on, that shouldn't happen to you when you're on the, the fucking site. But anyways, it's good shit. I learned a lot. I do just want to point out that this page is a completely unbiased political page. Just trying to teach people simplified political happenings in Canada. And while we are on the topic of fucking with Alex... Let's shed some light on something good he did that didn't involve masturbatory, <laughs> vile. I wanted I wanted to give this man big ups because, no, like, let's real. be honest, that wow. liberal that liberal exposed himself to be hiding behind a phone. Alex might need to use a whole fucking like desk chair to hide <laughs> what he's got packing. At if this you point, listen so. to last episode, our <laughs> our guest Matt right, Light. Was like had mad gaydar except for penis size, and that's why Alex is so pale because all his blood flushes and rushes to his fucking hog. Apparently, anyways, uh, what's funnier pre- is the fact that Andrew was saying all this stuff reason could not step away from. <laughs> it's just funnier to hear Ruben, another guest we had on, aka. <laughs> A.K.A. at the roofs is picking his like, choice. Yo, Andrew, so basically, keep, shut no, up Andrew, for real. Keep Andrew running it down. Corey, yo, you know that's your, go back to you your Wi Fi for a while. You know that's your that sister way. in the other room, bro. Andrew's going to dwell on it for 20 minutes. Like, dog, your sister's right there next to him, fam. <laughs> yeah, drink that beer, bro. <laughs> this guy. I'd say the same for you, but assalamu alaikum, G. So anyways, Ruben is picking his choice for the Flower Girl remix. If you haven't heard about this, go to at the rubs uh, or at A94. The rubs? The rubs. This is the new OnlyFans? <laughs> the rubes. No, yeah. it's the backup account to uh, What Up Canada in case it gets <laughs> deleted for its racy content. Alex, wait for in like real talk though. Do you have that uh, remix up on SoundCloud so like people can go check it out? Uh, it's private. I can't have it public right now. Until the oh, contest shit. is over, or what? Yeah. Well, when the contest is over, we'll, uh, post, we'll post the link for that on the Instagram so people can go listen to it. Yeah. Until then, though, go to those pages and hype up try to Alex. Yeah. 
blast in your votes, help our guy out. Um, I did He's just got mention one of the best ones. He's got to be top two easily. For real. I will be sure to post an Instagram story with the actual song that I have on the Instagram story. So it, there'll, there will be a good 30-second snippet of it. And if you can, can get him to 100K likes and you can help him win, he promised he will unleash the hammer on your nail. So yeah. <laughs> oh, or he'll, make it happen. Or he'll lick jam out of Corey's toes on only toes backslash Corey full toe <laughs> splay. We'll put up a poll. We'll put up a poll for that soon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did say that Corey isn't drinking right now um, because he is starting Ramadan, which started a few days back. So on I'll, the thirteenth, I'll uh, hand the floor Just to the honorable, the honorable Coco Muhammad X. All right. <laughs> Can you that's, tell us a bit about your experience? That's what we're not gonna do. You're- your absolute ignorance. Yeah, we're not. No, no, no. That's what we're I'm not. Serious. That's what we're not gonna do. Uh, no, it's I do want to know about Corey. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, it's, guy. it's Corey. In in uh, in polite Jesus terms, Christ. we appreciate your choice to participate oh, in Ramadan because goodness. you're exploring the cult, the culture of Islam. So take us through your experience so far, being a thought about conversion it's, into Islam. Uh, I feel like, you know, for me, because my, my sleep schedule is reversed, I'm probably having like a very easy time with fasting. You know what I mean? Because uh, I work nights, so I'm, I benefit from the fact that I can be awake the whole time when, you know, it is time for me to break my fast and I can eat. I can basically just sit there and eat the whole time. So for our listeners, our listeners that are not all-knowing at this point, Corey is a basically a night watchman, but basically a glorified garbage man. (laughs) (laughs) Night watchman. I I love it. In his building. So he works nights. He sleeps during the day. So Ramadan to him. He is, a Tuesday. is able to eat during the time that they are like their fast breaks. So it's it's going, you know, not so it's not too out rough. Of character for I, you. But so I, will say, I do love that I, you called him a night watchman. It reminded me of when I was a dishwasher and they called me an underwater ceramic technician. <laughs> that tracks. Hold up. I will say Jesus I will say though, Christ. like the first the first night, like I didn't uh I didn't drink enough water. So like, you know, when I woke up, yeah. I woke up like ready for me to like break my fast and I was so dehydrated. So I learned like the hunger is like one thing, like, you know, I could fight through that, but like being dehydrated and you're just like, all you want to do is drink water is very tough. But it's honestly like, it's been like, uh, it's been a very like kind of enlightening and like eye-opening experience just in terms of, you know, you kind of get a better. It's God, fuck. I I can't like pick the word out right now, but like, you know, you kind of understand more like what people go through and like, they don't have those resources available where they can just like, you know, like for any of us, it's like, oh, like I'm hungry right now. I'm just gonna go eat, or I'm thirsty right now. I'm just gonna go drink. You know, a lot of it just kind of like brings that to light for me, like, 
of how like I, I have that privilege of, you know, being able to like, you know, satisfy that in myself if I do need to. Mm-hmm. And then also like, you know, it also like the thing I'm learning from it too is like it's teaching me a lot of self control. Yeah. Definitely for sure. And like learning a lot too about like sacrifice. Like, you know, like you know, like I do like I do drink alcohol and like you know, I'm going I'm willing like there's nothing that says like you can't drink alcohol during Ramadan. Like I know people that have like fasted the whole day and then gone out later that night and like and drank. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I've, I've chosen to like abstain from that and, uh, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, like I said, it's like a, it's like an enlightening moment. It's like, it's teaching me like a lot about self-control for sure. Especially like those days when I do wake up and I am like awake for like a good chunk of the day. So I am like sitting there like hungry. You just like find other things to occupy your time with, you know. I'll like meditate and just like kind of you know just like kind of reflect. So it's been it's been like actually like a good experience so far. Yeah, we're only three days, only like three days into it. So, but like I'm I'm excited just to see like what the how the journey ends up. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good for you. Like Andrew's yeah. almost two weeks of abstaining from drinking just for fun. It's good to challenge yourself in something. Two that weeks, two almost two months. Sorry, yeah, almost, almost two months. Sorry, yeah. This guy even almost got my two month chip. You didn't make it even close to two months. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, but yeah, getting back to Corey and um, Ramadan and all that stuff. Um, I work in a very cultured community, and just having Corey in this group and sharing that made me seek out information too. So it was like a learning experience for me too because I've worked in this community for seven years and I loosely know what it's all about, but I never really investigated beyond like doing cultural crafts, doing like like spreading awareness about basic things for kids. Um, but I spoke with one of the moms who said, like told me a bunch of stuff and it's kind of eye-opening like how intense it really is. And, you know, kids don't have to participate in it, obviously, because you're still growing and you no. you can't starve your body of nutrients when you're a growing yeah. <laughs> human being. So they don't make the kids do it. Don't tell that but to But I said, stuff. how hard there... must it be to cook dinner for kids and make <clears throat> sit there and watch them eat, eat it, it and you can't participate? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was looking what up was loop- something like I was looking you- up loopholes to get Corey out of it and I found one and it was like said if you throw up that you break <laughs> your fast. And Alex pointed out no. you know, you don't have to look up loopholes for the kid he's doing this intentionally. Mm-hmm. By his own volition, yeah. so I was like, "Yeah, that's true." But also um, finding a loophole as but what is, is what is vomiting? But it's in, so but it's unhealthy in, for you. It's intent because I said that's crazy that you can't even like if you swallow toothpaste water, that's breaking your fast because you're drinking water. And she said, "Well, if you do it accidentally, it's all about your intent. So yeah. if you did it as like, you know, oh, I'm so thirsty to, right now, I'm gonna accidentally do this it has in to your be mind. Pure. That yeah. should reset." that should reset or like add days to your time because you did it with intent. But if something happens by accident, like, you know, you get sick or like you can't control it, I guess, but it's all about intent. And of course you're the only one who's going to know, but just like when I didn't drink for over a month, 
nobody would have known if I drank the entire time, but I would have known. And the fact that you fail on yourself is a bigger thing than anyone else on the outside. And that's basically the story for life in general, right? Like, you know, Instagram, like we were talking about earlier, or social media and stuff like that. In the end, it's you in the mirror with yourself. So, yeah. And yeah, honestly, that was a, that was a good I, antidote to end it on. Sure. Yeah, I honestly don't think that's a better way to end this week's episode than to say. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, then, everybody, then, for listening. And, like, yeah. Go invest in Usher Bucks. Go ahead. No, it, um, <laughs> Usher Bucks is going to be the next Dogecoin. Um, the podcast is going to be releasing an NFT. If you are, rele- if you are interested in purchasing our NFT, Hit us up in the DMs. We have created our first piece. You will get it exclusively. If you've listened this far into the episode and are still awake, please hashtag Coco spread them toes on our next post. Um, and, also, uh, RIP, we lost a real one. Uh, he was a legend in the UK. He was a royal part of history. Spread his wisdom everywhere. Rest in peace, DMX. We'll miss your music. <laughs> Legit though. RIP to the cut it, cut it. RIP to one of the best. All good dogs go to heaven. If you let a dog roam, he's gonna find his way home. (laughs) I'm done. Just just cut the track. Assalamualaikum, Corey. (laughs) Thanks, thanks everyone for listening this week. We'll We'll catch you next week. Night. Bye.